Welcome to the W2 Prison Break Show, a podcast and YouTube series hosted by real estate investor, author, and coach Brian O'Neill. Tune in each week as we interview business owners who have successfully planned and executed their W2 Prison Break. You'll hear their stories, learn about their challenges, and what ultimately pushed them over the edge and gave them the courage to break free. Most importantly, you'll discover they are not much different than you. Listen in each week as we give you useful insights and action items to start your W-2 prison break and get you on the path you were always meant to be on. Hey there, friend. It's time for another episode of the W-2 Prison Break Show. I'm your host, Brian O'Neill. It's great to be with you today. I really have a great guest today, and I know I say that all the time. I should probably stop saying that, but he is a great guest. And I brought this guest on because one of the biggest blocks or fears that I hear from people who are trying to get out of their W-2 job, change their life, start a business, scale their business, is money. They don't have enough money. They don't know where to get it. They don't have access to it. So I'm here to tell you that that is just, I don't want to use the word excuse. You're just not educated. And money is everywhere. Funding options are available for startups, existing businesses. And that's how you're going to scale your business and feel and remove the money fear. So I brought on a gentleman today. His name's Leo Cannell. He's the founder and CEO of Seven Figures Funding, Funding CEO Academy, and the Seven Figures Club podcast. We're going to talk all about the different types of funding that would be available for your business startups, an existing business, how to get it, the different types. It's going to be super insightful. Leo's been doing this for a very, very long time, and you're going to get educated. So get a pen, get a paper, not if you're driving, but we're really going to add some nuggets here for you and help you get over the money block, which is pretty much the number one fear, the number one block or the number one excuse when it comes to leaving that W-2 that you hate and starting your own business. Okay, without further delay, let's get to the episode. Leo, welcome to the show. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to speak with us in the audience today. Thanks a lot. Pleasure to be here, Brian. Excited to connect with the audience and help them break out of jail. Yeah, absolutely. The W-2 prison, if you will. And we're going to meet next week, so I'm excited to meet you in person. We met through a mutual friend, so the power of networking certainly is real. And now we're talking here, so awesome stuff. Leo, we're going to get into your business. You're doing some great things with Seven Figures Funding. We're going to talk a lot about that today. We're talking a lot about funding. Major block for people who are trying to start their business or scale their side hustle is money. But maybe just to give us a little bit of context, what were you doing before you started the business and what ultimately led you to start this awesome business that you have? Yeah, great, great question, Brian. So, you know, going uh, back quite a ways, all the way back into it would have been 2002, I started my first business in college. It was a painting business, knocked on doors, painted people's homes, had some great painters who were very good. Luckily, I spoke Spanish and they did the painting well. I did the sales, did that, realized entrepreneurship was for me, got into mortgage finance and was doing uh, mortgages for several years, started my own firm at 2005. I was 25 years old, thought I was so smart, young and successful, did really well for two years, invested in real estate flips and did not do it the right way, did not uh, do it the smart way. And when the market changed, company came crashing down, 
real estate investments failed three years of struggle. It's everyone else's fault. Realized I'd never invested in myself. Uh, hadn't read entrepreneurial books, hadn't found mentors, just tried to figure everything else on my own, which was very foolish. Started reading the right books, started going to events, investing in myself, and then started my first business finance company. Really, it was in 2014. We just lost our house. I was living for three weeks at my in-laws, started doing business loans because it had been a struggle for me to get financing for businesses after the recession of 0809 and started to help people. The first loan was someone to buy a gas station. Then we got loans for commercial real estate, lots of different things. And then I started realizing, hey, these small business owners and new business owners that are trying to break out of W-2 prison, like you talked, I mean, they didn't have anyone supporting them. So in 2015, started supporting the small business owner, the startup, brought in some new partners in 2016. We grew really fast for two years, but I had one more lesson to learn. I brought them on as partners. We started that business in my kitchen, went from zero to $5 million, 18 months, 50 employees, fast growth. We were sponsoring big uh, events like GrowthCon and ClickFunnels and realized that the partners I brought in worked hard for a year and then they stopped working. And then they didn't share the values and principles that I did. They didn't follow through. They didn't keep their word with employees, with partners, all these different things. And so in 2018, before I started Seven Figures Funding, took $100,000 plus in debt with me back home, one employee and started over again. And this time everything has been done right. Foundation of values and principles, build a strong team and a good culture. And we serve small business owners, get them the best financing possible. And so that's the journey. Great. Sure, Leo. I took down a bunch of notes here. and I'm going to ask you this question. I think I know the answer. I want you to expand on this. Do you think you had to go through all that, the 08 crash, and then what you mentioned about your employees not following through to get to this point that you're at right now? I think there are lessons that I needed to learn, mm -hmm. but it certainly didn't need to take that long. <laughs> so you can learn those lessons heck of a lot quicker by learning before you know worrying about earning. I know there's a lot of mentors, guys that I work with that talk about, hey, your 20s are not about earning, they're about learning. And if I'd have spent more time in my 20s learning and mentoring and learning an industry before trying to run everything and figure it out, I think that would have maybe served me a little bit. But no, you can go. And it's funny, I think the same lessons, you go through them and most successful entrepreneurs have very similar stories especially stories where you lost hundreds of thousands of dollars with a partner that you trusted. I've got that one as well. So there are these stories to go through. I just think you can go through them a lot faster if you realize these uh, that failure and these steps are a part of it. But if you're reading the right books and there's so many great teachers on YouTube and programs and courses you can buy that are so much more effective than college, in my opinion, that you can go through the and learn the lessons of others and learn a lot of these lessons without having to go through the painful long process I did for sure. Agree with you 100% on the college thing. There's a lot of the listeners, Leo, who are, you know, they're in W-2s. They know they don't want to be there anymore, right? They're stuck. They don't really know what to do next. They have an idea, a thought. Maybe they have a side hustle. Maybe they have an idea for a business. The number one block that I hear without fail is money capital. I don't have enough money to start the business. I don't have money to hire a coach to help me. That was one of my blocks for years. That's why I stayed in the W-2. It's like, I can't do this. I need money to start a business, right? 
Would you agree that that's very common in with the clients that, that you work with? No question about it. I can think of my own experience after the recession of 2009 got started. It literally was like three, four years where I was searching for money, finances. I had different business ideas, but it's really tough to start a business and pay your bills and really get the business off the ground without at least something, whether that's $10,000, $25,000, Most entrepreneurs overestimate what they need. What you need before anything is proof of concept that you have a product or service that the market wants, that people want. But once you have an idea of that, then it does come down to having maybe someone who can help you, an assistant, a virtual assistant. There's got to be some marketing. You've got to generate some leads. There's got to be a decent website. There's to be a social media presence. And all these things do take time and money. There's just no question about it. So yeah, every single day, not only do we serve you know small business owners, but we work with a lot of different business coaches and professionals accountants who do serve them and their clients are constantly asking them, how can I access money? And you need money usually for two reasons, number one, to grow, or number two, to get through a tough time, to get through a slowdown, to survive. And I think in the next 12 to 18 months, a lot of businesses may be in that boat. And so they're going to need access to money to get through any type of slowdown in their business. Certainly that was the case for a lot of businesses during the pandemic. No question. And, you know, I love what you said about proof of concept and then scaling it up. What you want to avoid as a business owner is becoming a W-2 employee in your business, which is what happens with a lot of solopreneurs because they think that money is hard to get. Scarcity mindset, when in reality, it's easy to get money. You just got to look in the right places. No question. So, So let's talk a little bit about seven figures funding. Leo, and some of the different ways that clients, new whether they're startups or existing businesses, can get access to funding and the different types of funding. Because again, I just think there's a lack of knowledge with most people that don't know how or what's available and how to get it. Yeah, no question. There are a lot of different options. And so before I started to, down this business finance journey, I wanted to know everything that was out there and available. So I was spending... 80, 90 hours a week studying, researching, categorizing, you know, sheets of, okay, these are the options if you're this type of business. These are the options if you're a brand new business. What does it really take to qualify for SBA? And so at the end of the day, it really came down to three different ways that you could qualify for financing, regardless of where you were at as a business owner, if you're a new business owner, established business owner. And the first thing that every lender and funding source, and we have over 150 funding sources, all the top ones in our marketplace, the first thing that they're going to look at is they're going to look at your personal credit. And there's a lot of misinformation out there where, oh, just build your business credit or buy this two or three-year-old business entity and you can get immediate financing. And that's just not true. That was true before 809 recession, but it hasn't been true since. All of those risky types of finance options disappeared. And so the first thing you have to have under control is your personal credit. Because if I'm going to lend you money as a business owner and you're brand new or you're small and not established, don't have a lot of financial history in the business, then the only thing I can look at is your personal credit. Just like your brand new business doesn't have any credit, your brand new business is like you when you were 16 years old, you were trying to get a car loan and mom and dad maybe co-signed for a small car loan so you could have a car because they had that experience and that credit. And that's what you do as a 
new business owner or a small business owner, they're going to look at your personal credit. And so understanding your credit profile is going to be important. And the second thing that maybe comes into play is, okay, I've always paid my bills on time. My credit should be good. My score is lower, actually, because I have a bunch of maxed out credit cards that I maybe use for this business. But if you do have some verifiable income, that's why it's actually important to keep that W-2 job until you build the business up a lot of the times. And I see a lot of successful business owners will do that. They keep the W-2 job. In fact, my business partner, Ty, worked a full-time W-2 job 40 hours a week, worked another 40 hours a week on the side hustle, doing uh, events on the weekend. And I was full-time on our business. And it was just crazy times. I was working nine to nine Monday through Saturday. He was working 40 hours on his full-time job and then working this on the side hustle. And then eventually we were able to go full-time and really grow and scale quickly after that. But that's the next thing is verifiable personal income helps. And then, okay, you're a business owner, you've got sales. If you have at least $15,000 a month going through your business bank account over the last six months on average, then their lenders will give you money because you have that established business all the way down to a 600 FICO score. And so those are generally the three options. I've got good credit. I can get financing that way. All right. I've always paid my bills on time. My score's down to maybe a 650. I have some maxed out cards, but I've got verifiable income for my job. I can get a loan, lines of credit, 0% interest, business credit cards. And then the third option is, okay, I've got the business. I've got sales. That's going to open more doors when you have money going through the business bank account. Awesome. Very clear. Thanks for that. And it's not all three. It's one of the three. Uh, I guess if you had a combination, it would be helpful. Yes. Absolutely. We love doing combinations and there's combinations of financing options there. But yeah, if you have one of the three, then you're a contender for financing. But let's say you don't have any of the three. Oh my gosh, Brian, you don't have any three, but you know what Tony Robbins says? You can always find the money. Here's how. Here's how. In fact, point of fact, when I started Seven Figures Funding, I had to take over $100,000 in debt with me from my previous business because my partner's you know, decisions, my own mistakes too, for letting too much control go to them. But as I brought that out, I was stacked up and I couldn't qualify for more money. I was kind of capped out. And God bless my mother-in-law. She stepped in. She had the great credit, uh, went through my funding programs. We got $65,000 in funding. I used 50,000 of it, had it all paid off at 0% interest, paid her profits for that first year. And so if you don't have one of those three, but you have a friend or family member and you have proof of concept in your business, she knew I knew what to do. She knew I'd build a successful business finance business before. And I just had to have the right setup, the right partnership in it. And she helped make that happen. So if you do have proof of concept, then I recommend don't go have mom and dad co-sign to get funding for the business if you don't have proof of concept. But if you do and you know what to do and you just need the money to do it, then it does make sense to bring in a credit partner and you do need to compensate them for risking their credit because they are risking their credit. Good share. Good share. And and I agree. They are risking their credit and there's no guarantee as you as a business owner. There'll be different types of funding. So if I'm a new business owner and I meet one of these criteria, I have a brand new business, what might be some of the different funding lanes that I'd be looking at with you? I know that's a pretty generic question. I know you'll do a great that's job. That's a answering. very good question. That's a very good question. So for most people, when they think about starting a business, they go down the street to their local bank where they've had their bank account or their credit. You know, I'm going to get an SBA loan. And then they apply and they figure out, wow, it's really hard to get an SBA loan. Pretty much to get an SBA startup loan, start that business, 
They want you to have collateral. If you have a 401k, they'll probably give you a loan as long as that loan is backed up not only by the 401k, but equipment and collateral and like a business location. And so you're going to need a 25% down payment. If you need 100,000, you need 25,000 cash. And then the other 75 has to be backed up by collateral in addition to that. And so SBA startups are pretty difficult to get. And I would say 90 to 95% of new businesses or even small do not qualify for SBA. So the next option that most small business owners, brand new business owners will qualify for our marketplace will be five-year personal loans. These five-year personal loans can be up to $100,000 affordable monthly payments. There's no collateral. As an example, oftentimes you can get a $20,000 five-year loan with a monthly payment of $450 a month, but you didn't have to put up a car as collateral. You just had to have some verifiable income and a decent credit score, 650 or better. So that's an option that a lot of people look at. And a lot of people also will qualify just based off of a good credit score, 680 or better, they can qualify for our business credit card stacking program. And this is where you stack up uh, two, three, four business or personal credit cards that have a 0% interest rate up to as long as 21 months. And there's always this immediate fear of, wait, a credit card to start my business? Yes, a credit card to start your business. Kevin Plank started Under Armour with $40,000 in credit cards. Under Armour is now the number two sports apparel business in the world, and it never would have happened without that. A lot of other successful businesses have also been started. And so for most new businesses, it's five-year personal loans and a form of credit card stacking. And as long as you understand, listen, you're paying 0% interest for the first 15 to 18 months, typically, you've got time to get those paid off and get your business off the ground. And worst case scenario, you don't. It's an affordable monthly payment. If you have $20,000 in card balances, then you're paying three, $400 a month on that money. And that's pretty affordable compared to a lot of business loans. An SBA loan you know, is going to be pretty comparable to that as well. And so that's actually a very affordable monthly payment. And as long as you're generating a good return on the money, that it makes sense to take out a loan. Okay. Very helpful. I like that you said a combination of the personal loan and the credit stacking. You use the word stacking. And for those of us that don't know, I've used the 0%. I have the 0% cards. When you say stacking, what are you referring to? Are you talking about going through one cycle of maybe 18 to 21 months and then doing it again? Or is it something different? Yeah, exactly right. Whenever you're trying to get unsecured funding to start a business, you kind of have one opportunity to do that every 12 months. And then once new accounts or credit inquiries pull up on your report, it's going to be very difficult to get any additional financing for the next year. Now, if you have business financials and you've got six months of business bank history doing $15,000 a month every month in, in sales and deposits, that's going to open doors and it won't be dependent on whether you have new accounts on your credit inquiries. But if you're getting the unsecured, the 0% cards and the five-year personal loan, then those new accounts and that new unsecured money is really something you can get once a year and maybe even closer to 15 to 18 months. And so when we talk about stacking, we talk about a software program that we have for our clients that they can download to their phone that allows them to secure multiple accounts at once and have those banks get a fresh look at it. If you try and go one at a time and you go to the wrong lenders, then you usually get maybe one approval and then everything else kind of starts to decline if you don't do it in the right order 
with the right lenders and having that software is very helpful because when we first got started with all oh, this is going to be easy and found out, wow, actually it's a little bit more complicated than we first thought. Yeah, definitely don't do it on your own would be my recommendation. You mentioned the the software. Is it an app? I mean, where can we go to learn more? It's about an app. That? Okay. Yep, yep, it's an app. And where would we go to learn more about the app? Everything is available at uh, myfigures.com is our fintech app. And then, of course, our company is sevenfiguresfunding.com and all the different finance options are on there. But yeah, basically, the app is just downloaded throughout the process of securing that money. And then the great thing about this app is for years, Brian, people are like, I got three cards, I got my bank accounts, business, personal, I got loans, and maybe you you own a property or two. Is there a way to manage all this in one place? And we said, sure. We're going to build it. it. took us years, but we finally got uh, that built in the MyFigures.com money app to help our small business owner clients build and manage business and personal net worth all in one spot. Nice. I love it. We'll definitely leave that link in the notes. Any other types of funding that we should be talking about or considering whether we have a yeah. brand new business? So, or- so we- We talked about kind of the startup options, the business credit card stacking, the five-year personal loans. We talked about how difficult an SBA startup loan is. Hey, if you've got the down payment and you're trying to go buy that McDonald's for a million dollars and you got the $250,000, 25% down payment, then that SBA startup loan is your best way to kind of buy an existing business, right? Or even start something new as long as it's kind of a franchise fit. That's what SBA likes to do that loan for. And you've got the down payment and there's equipment and collateral to back it up. That legitimately is the way to do it. But for 95% of new business owners, it's the card stacking, the five-year personal loan. But what you want to do is think about your future business financing options, right? So that's what you got to get started. And that's super helpful. And the cards are going to be open for the life of your business and The limits will expand as you grow, but at some point you are looking for established funding down the road and you want to qualify for a traditional business line of credit. And so to do that, you generally need that 680 FICO score. And then that line of credit is generally going to be equal to your monthly deposits. So you grow your business to one, two, three hundred thousand dollars a month in deposits where you can get a business line of credit often equal to the amount of your deposits. And that gives you a lot of flexibility because with the line of credit, it's there when you need it. You pay it to zero, but you don't have to go and requalify. It's just always there for you. So qualifying for business line of credit is the next step you want to take as a business owner. And then there are actually some, once you're established and you've got multiple years of financials with business tax returns, there are some actually really good SBA options. There's one called the SBA Bolt. We've been securing for hundreds of clients in just the last year. And it's been a very good loan. And what they do is just go off of your 2021 and 2022 business tax return numbers, and they'll give you a loan up to 30% of your sales for the year, as long as you're not in quote unquote risky business, a risky business usually being something with real estate investing or something in finance or insurance they classify as risky or an adult business or whatever but most businesses are not classified as risky for that more established sba so those are usually the two top options that we're helping established business owners with now kind of that third option is you do need specific equipment like you need that big semi truck or that big piece of equipment once you've got some history 
there's a lot of different equipment financing that you can qualify for. And if you're a homeowner and you've got decent credit and you've got business sales coming consistently through the business bank account, then you'll be able to qualify for a lot of different equipment financing loans. And then if you really start getting ambitious down the road, you can look at commercial real estate as well. For that, you're usually going to need a 10 to 25% down payment. And then you need to occupy more than 50% of that space with your own business to make that payment. So you can only lease out about 49% or depending on the size of the space. All right. So we have a ton of options here, pretty much limitless from what I'm hearing. What about, Leo, for those who may not quite be there with the personal credit? Do you give your clients any advice or any tools? How do we repair this to get to the point where we can qualify? Such a great question. And I don't know about you, but no one taught me about credit and finance in school or college. And unfortunately, I think that's still the case. My oldest son just finished his first year at the University of Utah. It's a great school, but no one's teaching about credit. No one's teaching about sales. And so that's what we do. We feel it's our job to empower and educate clients when it comes to credit. Everybody who applies for financing, number one, there's no negative impact to your credit. It's not a hard pull. Your local bank, it will be with us. It's not. We're approved on experienced soft credit checks, so there's no negative impact. And number two, we give you a copy of Credit College. It's a free credit college platform to educate you on how your credit score is calculated. We have a YouTube channel. There's a credit secrets playlist there that, again, unpacks how to build strong credit and what to do if your credit gets damaged. Of course, we have a couple really good third-party credit repair partners who will assist in repairing the credit. But then getting negative items off is actually only half of the battle. The other half is you want to have strong accounts. So two simple things you can do once you work on removing as many negative inaccurate items as you can, let's say you had a bankruptcy, the next thing to do isn't to say, oh, I'm only paying cash for everything. And then three years down the road, you're surprised you get declined for business financing. You need to rebuild that credit. Or if the case of you don't have any credit, the two ways you can do that is getting a car loan. Even the lowest credit score available can get a car loan because there's collateral. It lowers the risk. You can go all the way down to a 550 credit score and walk away with a car. It's not going to be a very good one. It's going to be very expensive. But if you can start even with a $5,000 car loan, pay it off over one to two years, that is huge for your credit. And then the second thing is a credit card. Maybe you start out with a secured credit card at Capital One where you give them 500 bucks and you make payments on time for a year and then it becomes an unsecured $500. They give you the $500 back and you can increase that credit limit two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 over the next year or two. I have had clients do that over and over, but those are the two things. If you can start with a secured card that becomes a two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 credit card limit, make payments on time for one to two years, get a car loan, make payments on time for one to two years, at least five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 car loan, then that's a great foundation. Those two things will put you in a position to qualify for financing in the future. And again, if you do have proof of concept and you have a credit partner, awesome. That's going to get you money right now, but you still should be responsible and rebuild your credit or strengthen it work on those negative inaccurate items and build that profile up again because it's always going to come back to you and you don't want to have to be depending on other people for financing. I mean, you need it for insurance. You need it to open a new merchant account. 
so many different ways that you need to have credit as a business owner. So if it's not good, let's start building it. Let's get educated. Let's go through that credit college course and get on top of it. So awesome. And yeah, you're right. When they send you that credit card when you're 18 years old in college, unfortunately, it does not come with a user's manual, which you just provided. It would probably behoove the banks if they would do that, that they could loan more money out. But hey, who am I? I'm just a humble podcast host. But yeah, this is great stuff, Leo. You're offering value, education. I would encourage everyone to go to sevenfiguresfunding.com. If someone wanted to learn or just inquire about funding, what would be the first step for them to get in touch? Uh, yeah, Seven Figures Funding is a great place to go. We have a number of articles. We've got our YouTube videos right up there in the video spots section there. You can look at all of the different financing products that are available. And then, of course, there's opportunities throughout the site where you can get a free pre-approval and look at all of your options without having any impact to your credit and knowing for sure. I don't know anyone else out there who has a best funding guarantee. Like We know everything that's out there in the market in the U.S., and that's why we guarantee you the best financing product that you qualify for and that exists on the marketplace. And your local bank can't do that because they only have SBA loans, which are pretty tough to get. That was a requirement for me. I mean, I wanted to be able to look people in the eye before we start and say, hey, I know these are your best options. Here's why. And then for anybody who is starting, like the decision to get financing really comes down to one thing and it's called ROL. And it's in my book, The Business Funding Formula, which we also give you a free digital copy of that when you apply for financing. But there's a chapter in there called Return on Loan. You've heard of ROI, Return on Investment. You put in money in, you want to get a return on that investment. It's the same thing. If I take a loan out or a line of credit card, I want to generate a strong return. And most business owners are making 100, 200, 300% annual returns on a loan or line of credit. And so even if it costs you 20% to get the loan, but you made 100%, well, that's an 80% net increase in your business. And that's where ROL comes into play. Now, if you don't know your numbers, if you don't have proof of concept that your business product or service works, then you want to get that first. But once you have that, or you have a system you're plugging into, then you can confidently take out finances. Awesome. Thanks, Leo. That was really insightful. It's a no-brainer for me. You go and it's a soft pull. No, it makes total sense to do it. See what you can get. And again, if you're going to start a business and scale your business, you're going to need money. Period. End of story. You don't want to be funding it from your account. So Leo's wrap-up has been tremendous. Do you have any final thoughts? I look forward to meeting you next week in person, but do you have any final thoughts that you want to share before we uh, wrap up here? Yeah. Uh, one final thought would be that, hey, if you are in a business where, wow, it'd really be helpful if my clients had access to financing, well, hey, that's the lifeblood of our business. We have thousands of strategic partners that use our funding partner portal to be able to send their clients in so they can get access to financing and money. And so if you're thinking, wow, I really need to learn more about this so that my clients have access to money, because for a lot of B2B professionals, the number one objection they hear is, and you were just alluding to it, right? Oh, I'm short on cash or I'm hitting a money wall. Well, hey, let's eliminate that and let's educate you and let you know all the options that are available so that your client can get access to financing. And typically that'll grow your business by 15 to 50% by having access to financing for your clients. Beautiful. Love it. Great share. Leo, thanks so much for educating us, teaching us, and spending some time with us today. I do look forward to seeing you next week, everyone. Make it a super awesome day. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the W2 Prison Break Show. Don't forget, you can watch all full episodes on our YouTube channel. Definitely check that out and please subscribe. Go to www.w2prisonbreak.com to learn more. If you like this show, please leave us a rating and review so we can continue to support you and the thousands of others planning their W2 Prison Break. Here's to busting you out.